0: BLOB TALK RADIO Today is Monday morning, the start, actually the week started yesterday, but the start of a a work week that most of us don't have right now. However, it is May 18th, 2020, and it's on. We're getting into the work part of many parts of the way we run our lives and the way that we have become. We have become a little bit more cognizant of ourselves and a lot of stuff is coming out and at first it was like this relief of being out of the rat race and feeling like, oh my gosh, I could breathe and catching up and learning about what's going on and feeling together with everyone and us helping each other and and then the finer points of what lives inside of us said, hey, you know what, I think I have an opportunity to be seen now. And maybe I could heal. But before that can happen, there was something in the way between healing and facing things that has always been in the way. And that's the stuff that we never had the time to pay attention to. And in the course of I want to say three weeks. Let's go back that far. Three weeks of my life. I've had two people very close to me. Just totally hit that spot. Passive and indirectly did not want to do. And he was working for me. Did not want to do the work he was asked to do and made it look like and feel like he was and the other one pulled him and lashed out big but then I realized with the first person and then with the second person a couple of things one they're both obviously men, and two, they operating purely from their ego. And when in Origins of Truth, because that book just keeps coming back, coming back, and then coming back again. Blind are the meek. There's some that are pure catalysts and they're blind. They're not going to see what you see no matter what you do. And you don't need them to unless we have to listen to them. And they're going to lead us down a pike. But that's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about today is how our anger is blind in all the different ways that it shows up through our ego first. And if we don't catch it, tomorrow's show is about anger, just straight-up anger. But today, I am going to talk about how we get there. Because we get there in that mile-a-minute conversation that you're going to have with someone who's angry. They were to hear themselves if you recorded what they were saying to you or you recorded yourself if you're the one that's possessing it because we know when we have it because we can feel ourselves heat up very quickly. Is What does ego sound like? How does it behave? Because it sure as heck pushes our buttons and it does a really good job when it does. But one person I had to let go, literally I had to let them go because that person's ego was hurting my work. They knew it, I knew it. I agonized over it. I got sick to my stomach that I had to make a decision, literally sick to my stomach. I felt like I was shaking to have to do that, but there was no way I couldn't. And then I realized we don't fire anyone, but people can fire themselves. I threw out every lifeline that I mentally knew or had knowledge of or a way of for months. And then I just was so overwhelmed with the reality. Till this day, I feel bad. But there's nothing I could have done. Because I was fighting the ego of another person. And I can't fix another person's ego. And when I show up and someone's ego is doing that and it won't stop, I know that they are so invested in it that they really believe their ego is going to help them as it destroys their life. And then they go back to the ego and say, oh, I got to get sick now so people can see how upset I am. Oh, I've got to fall apart now. This is the part where I fall apart. This is the part where I sleep for days. This is the part where an ego encourages the back end of its work. That's how big a role ego can play in our lives. Now, it's not that We don't need ego because we're here because of our egos. And free will, taking a look at, on that pendulum, how do we deal with it? Because every insecurity and vulnerability that we have, egos work to try to make us believe that it can take care of us through fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt. When we say things like, wow, I have to be careful. I was hurt last time. How can I trust anyone when so many people have betrayed me? And this is the truth. But really, it's the perspective and the voice of the ego. Because we are survivors by nature. So then the ego comes in and tries to tell us, build our scenario, build our story, that everybody, everybody what? Everybody what? Who is everybody? All go through a process, every single one of us. There's not one of us exempt on earth. We're here for our personal development and our life challenges. And in that, we are going to get hurt, even if it's 10 times in a row, even if you feel like it just isn't stopping. But our experiences are different. Our bad relationships are different. Our betrayals are different. Our abandonment is different. They're all the same. And then they're different again. They're all the same in the fact that all of us have experienced this. And our sensitivities are different. And some of us go into a place where we want something to take care of us and ego comes in like our best friend. It's like the leech of fear that drains and taints whatever perspective we have on our experiences. And then it wants to limit our future. Can't do that. You've been hurt. When I meet couples who say, you know, you're just talking and then, you know, you meet them and they they seem great. And then as you get to know them, it's like, oh my wife has issues with that. She's been hurt. So not only is the ego working through her to limit her life and her decisions and her healing, it now has extended to the protection of an outside person creating that for her as well. And then they get to live, I don't know an English word for it, but in Arabic it says masjina, like that poor, poor person, that poor thing. Oh, she worries all the time. She's been hurt, and then I always think, "Well, so have I, so have you, so have your kids, whether you believe it or not, it's hard to believe because we think we're perfect, like we are not going to do what our parents did, whatever that was, but we're somebody's parent so ego has been this force that can give us literally a template to live on for the rest of our lives if we choose. If we live in it, we are going to end up with a lot of other things. Because when we agree to not thinking for ourselves and letting ego run the show, oh, why not eat that bag of chips? Oh, take a day off from exercise. You don't really need that. That's overrated. Oh, give that person a piece of your mind. Finally, you can you can speak. And then that's how you speak. Blame everybody else. You're perfect. You're so low on the totem pole. Nobody cares about you. Lash out. And then you lash out. And then at the end of the day, You wonder why you feel isolated. So I have a question from Liam in the chat. And he says, Nadia, can I ask you something about ego written in Origins of Truth that I don't quite understand? At times in that book that Christ says, ego, mind, that ego and mind are equated in some way. What is the difference between mind and ego? Or is there a difference? Thanks. Our mind, everybody has a mind. That mind is a... Clean slate when you start life. But the mind doesn't work from emotion. It just does what it's told. So let's say you've been hurt. So you tell your mind, oh, I've been hurt. And now it's like in coordination. It might say at first, hurt, what's hurt? And then you have to explain to it how you're hurt. And when you explain to it how you hurt, you start building your story. And as you build your story, now you're in full coordination. But that mind doesn't have emotion. Our mind just says, I want to get that, and this is how I'm going to get it. But the emotion comes from what we need from it, where the mind doesn't have a need. The mind is like if you think of a computer, it's the control center. And then everything you look up, everything you're interested in, everything you want, you put into that control center. So now that control center is specific to you. My computer will be different than yours. You may have music and, and songs or writings or, or whatever you do on your computer, and I may have you know health topics and recipes and stuff like that on mine. So we add through our emotion, through what we are interested in, what we are attracted to, to this computer. And that's the difference. I, I Maybe you could write me and tell me if I answered that in a way that you understand it. But the ego can easily be fed into our mind and run it. Oh, don't trust that. Oh, okay, bing, 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 I won't trust. Okay, that's my template. That's why I always say go back to the fork in the road and repave it with love. Because if you start feeling that, then that's what you're going to give to your computer. If I feel better, I am going to look up things that are fun. If I feel horrible, I'm going to look up things that other people feel that, you know, now I could build my argument. Well, everybody's feeling this. There's a lot of people that are hurt. Like me, the ego is like mind without including the heart. Yes, everyone has their um, command center, which only responds to what we tell it. But what we carry in our heart and soul, where we've been hurt in that, the mind doesn't get hurt. The mind just processes. It's what we do with it, what our emotion adds to it that makes that difference, just like ego. Ego could care less if we believe it or not. But if we decide to take that route, it has a step two and a step three and a step four waiting at the door. After you show them how upset you are in that argument, you know, go and hit the wall and, oh, wow, when I was upset, I put a hole in the wall. That's how mad I was. Or you you say you're sick. Oh, look at how sick I got over what you did to me. And then I think that's not true because that's your MO. That's how you deal with stress. And that's been happening to you way before you ever knew me. I just got plugged in. When I hear people say everybody, they're speaking for everybody except for themselves, is better than I am. They want. Now, deep inside, we're hardwired to the truth. We know what the ego's saying to us isn't true. But when we have nothing else to hold on to, because we're too scared to fight for the love we are, for the love we deserve, ego comes in with every path to the lack of love that it can find, that we will listen to. And ego is a force to be reckoned with. That's why when people say, I don't have an ego, they're trying to tell you that I feel love. But to go that far isn't true either all possess ego and there's many benefits to ego to give us skills, to teach us through experience why not trying to jump to the front of the line before you know why you're there might not be such a great idea and that the answer isn't as big as how you got there and Liam, thank you. Thanks. You've answered it for me. But there's something else about ego I want to talk about because uh, there's a, a woman I went to see. Her name is Marianne Williamson, if you ever heard of her. Um, she's pretty big, and I really love her. I remember the very first time I heard her speak, and it was even before I moved to California. So you're talking at least 35 years ago because this year I've been here for 35 years. Some other people's entire lifetimes, maybe even more. And the first thing she opened with is ego can be very dangerous. Ego will not be happy until you've actually killed yourself. That's how far it will take us. Because then now you have to come back, rinse and repeat, right? Anyone who kills themselves has to come back and you start over again from birth and you try to get over once you hit that same mark what you couldn't get over the first time. And it's not a punishment. It's that you didn't do what you wanted to come here to do, so you come back to do it again. And when we go back home, because we don't feel time, this is like five minutes, the whole life. And I don't think for real five minutes, but that fast. It's a blink, but we get opened up here. Opened up. We have time. We have memories. We have pain. We have lacks of love. We have love. This is the hardest school of them all is earth. Because it is the only place where we are subjected to these kinds of decisions. It's really hard. That's why... In Origins of Truth, God keeps saying, Christ keeps saying over and over again, just you coming is huge. Just you being here is big. We're very, very honored at your decision to try. Because we aren't perfect. We are pure. And when we realize that we are not perfect, and that we don't have to be perfect. We learn to use our personal work as a way of discovering ourselves. Just discovering who 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 are we? Who am I? But what I like the best out of all of this is the one thing Christ said today and it's into three parts. How do you fight your ego? When your ego tries to promise you an outcome, how do you face it? Because what it wants us to do is to become more controlling, more fearful, wants us to block ourselves from new experiences, wants us to feel like we have to be careful all the time, Rather than being full of care. You see the difference? Careful and full of care. We can't control our relationships from getting hurt. But how we deal with that hurt is what makes the difference, right? It's just a matter of learning. And it's easy to say, let go of your ego. But if we can have this conversation, you could say, oh, my God, that's my ego. I could face my ego. I don't have to listen to it. Jeez, it just gave me a pillow. You know, the soft pillow, you poor thing. Come lay down. Sleep this off. You'll wake up a little stronger tomorrow. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, well, I'm not really stronger. Oh, that's okay. Eat that bag of chips and just watch a movie. Don't do anything today. You've been hurt. Sounds like your best friend. But when we fall down and we try to get back up again, we become stronger with every fall, smarter with every fall, more aware with every action and experience. So why don't we take that option? I realized because we don't really think of it as an option. Hurt means take care of myself. Not get out there and fight again so I can get hurt again. Again, that sounds like ego. So whenever it's something that puts us on pause, that might be a good benchmark, you'd say, why would I be putting myself on pause? You might need time to catch your breath. That's different mindsets than I'm such a poor thing. I've been betrayed by life. Now we don't even know who to blame. There's just so many people by life. But there's a quote by a man named Yogi Behan, and it says, when ego is lost, limit is lost. You become infinite, kind, and beautiful. That's true. And when I even say it, there's a calm in my voice because there's nowhere ego can penetrate a thought that comes from love. So what did Christ say this morning? He said, when you can feel humility, like, wow, that really hurt my feelings? What did I learn? did I learn? People don't ask that question on a regular basis because then that would mean that they're going to grow past that experience. And sometimes we feel like we need to stay there to nurture our wound. Now, this isn't about negating our wounds. It's about acknowledging them. Not perpetuating them. And with humility. Because humility is admitting. It's admitting what's real. I'm humbled by this experience. Oh my gosh, this exists out there. Now I know what people are talking about when they say, Oh wow, I understand you. And this is how I made it. As opposed to, I understand you, and I've fallen apart since, and my life has just been awful. But that's because ego doesn't give you an outcome. Ego is a teacher, not a destination, and we say that all the time, but it is a teacher and not a destination. But once the humility, the gratefulness, as you heard, thank you for this experience. Wow, I came here to experience that. Boy, did I choose well. That really did the job. I'm grateful. That's why gratefulness works, because it allows you to see your role in your own life. But the third one is what I love best. He said, think in us. Oh, wow, we go through that. Oh, wow, we are part of the same fabric. We all get hurt instead of I got hurt. I'm alone. Nobody cares about me. When we talk like that, just think this one thought. and This was my favorite thing Christ said this morning. He said, think of I for isolation. The minute you start thinking it's only you, ego has got you isolated. And once you are isolated, Now it can just like, it's going to drive in with its Mack truck and it's going to open up that back door and it's going to take out a new trick every day. Because it can. Nothing happens to us without our permission. And once we give one permission and we don't stop that permission trail, That first permission just opened the door to bring all those crazy thoughts into your head. I got to be careful. I got to control that fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt are all ego's tools. Right there. Talk about it all the time. But I cannot tell you how many times people that I know very well that I've been telling this stuff to, to ad nauseum, without even knowing it. It's just the topics that I talk about. And they would say, oh, my gosh, I just got that. I can't believe it. You've been saying that for years. I just got it. And I'm like, yay. Because once you get it, you never can lose it. In this time where ego can easily come in, I don't have enough money, Nobody notices me. And then we haven't even helped anyone or we haven't done anything to bring ourselves out. We haven't become the us. We don't see ourselves as part of the group. I, I, I. I is isolating. You guys, I love you so very much. Please take care. Be aware. And I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.